This is On Target, a look at politics, crime, education, what's happening in Newfoundland and Labrador with the people who know. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station. And now your On Target host, Linda Swain. And good afternoon, everyone, on this steamy Wednesday afternoon. I want to say a special Dobre Din and Privet to our friends in Ukraine, from Ukraine, who are celebrating Independence Day today in St. John's. And um, there was a lovely little... um, event this morning at the rooms where uh, youngsters and families got to put together these little um, sunflowers, of course, little sunflower pins, uh, a very uh, poignant um, uh, representation of uh, Ukraine, of course, uh, which is known for its uh, farming there on the steppe, and um, uh, just a lovely event, and uh, uh, Richard Duggan, who was down there, uh, got a chance to meet some of the families and some of the kids, and oh my goodness, uh, and so nice to see happy faces. I know this is a difficult time, and it's a, it's a kind of an ironic time to be celebrating Independence Day uh, with this invasion underway in Ukraine, uh, uh, it's also very poignant, isn't it? Um, so a lot of people still showing um, uh, resistance and uh, defiance in the face of all of that and uh, and celebrating Independence Day in Ukraine. So our, our best to our Ukrainian friends who have a, a variety of events uh, planned throughout the day. I understand there's going to be a little supper at the Holiday Inn later on here in St. John's and then... Um, and then a party <laughs> down on George Street. Where else are you going to have a party to? And uh, the Cuba Sonics, of course, are going to be playing there. So all the best to you all. Well, uh, it was a big day in Stephenville yesterday, where, as you know, uh, we've been covering this for uh, the last day or so. Uh, officials from the Canadian and German governments signed a new Canada-German Hydrogen Alliance, paving the way for the development of hydrogen for export to Germany starting in 2025. Well, a number of proponents have already started plans for wind farm and hydrogen development. Uh, Some of them are going through the environmental assessment process as we speak. Um, Some of them in the Port-a-Port, Lewis Hills, Portabasque areas. Well, here to tell us more about the impacts and opportunities of such massive and relatively new developments on local communities are, first, the mayor of Stephenville, Tom Rose. Hi, Tom. Hey, Linda, thanks for having me on. No trouble. And the mayor of Portabas, Brian Button. Hello. Hi, Linda. Again, as well, like Tom said, thanks for having me on. And it's great to be on with uh, you, Mayor Rose. Oh, and great to have you on, too, Mayor Button. we got exciting times ahead. <laughs> Indeed it is. So, Tom, let's start with you, because all of this went down, of course, in your uh, town yesterday. What does it all mean? Well, it's, uh, it was epic. It was groundbreaking. It was historical. And uh, just think, uh, for the first time in the history of this province, uh, we had two G7 leaders, our own prime minister, the chancellor of Germany, uh, a G7 country with you know over 80 million people in it, in Stephen Newfoundland with four Atlantic premiers signing a green hydrogen energy accord uh, be- between our two great nations. It was it was unbelievably, uh, you know, I was I was over the moon, really. It was just, it was surreal. It was just, we would have never thought this could have happened. I would imagine it's been a long time since Stephenville has hosted, um, you know, international uh, representatives like that to this degree. 
Yeah, we've we've had you know prime ministers in. I remember uh, our uh, prime minister Trudeau um, was in uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, the father of our current prime minister, and uh, we've had uh, Prime Minister Harper in here signing the deal with uh, uh, Indigenous uh, Halapu registration under the Indian Act. So, but never have we had world leaders, uh, a German chancellor ever in Newfoundland. And, uh, you know, we've often had, you know, tech stops of kings and queens and presidents come through. And But this was epic. And, uh, you know, the last time I guess we had a, a really big head of state, too, was the, our centennial in 1967 when Queen Elizabeth was in Stephenville. And, but, you know, it's uh, – but it was – who was with – the German Chancellor and the Prime Minister it was the cabinet, and it was Premier Fury and his uh, cabinet ministers. But it was the CEOs in the partnered companies, the Alliance Hydrogen Companies of Atlantic Canada. I, I would value that the companies that were represented in Steve Moe yesterday, their net value is not in the billions. Together, we're talking trillions. Just extraordinary to think about it, and, for, and to think about it in terms of of a town like Stephenville. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, these are things that you would see happening in, I don't know, New York or London. Yeah, and, and absolutely. Normally, that would be signed, you know, in Ottawa, Washington, London, but it's going to happen in Stephenville. And there's a bunch of check boxes as to why Stephenville. Well. A couple of reasons. Uh, we're Canada, a very safe country for, uh, you know, significant capital to be invested by the investors. It, it's a safe haven. You know, geopolitical, we're, we're really stable. So that's a big checkbox. Uh, a couple of other big checkboxes is the infrastructure. I've, I've touted and I've promoted that uh, you can go right across this country and there's not a town that's got the infrastructure that Stephen Ball has. Uh, we got an international uh, airport, a KO class airport, land the largest planes in the world, connected to a deep sea uh, port facility. The closest to us is Seattle, Washington. So, when you when you talk about a significant play of an industry sector in tertiaries coming in that could scale up, you know, maybe fifteen, twenty billion dollars, you got to have good infrastructure, and that's going to be important. But at the end of the day, the greatest checkbox we have is the wind corridor and who would have ever thought that a resource of wind would become so valuable at a time when we're going into a green energy revolution as a new energy of the future we're at the cusp of it and you know there's a lot of data held in the portals and assays uh in the netherlands on on the wind on the planet and uh it's being touted or said now that we have the best wind corridor in North America, but possibly in the world. And this isn't just about Stephenville. Uh, Brian Button, I want to know. Um, uh, German Chancellor uh, Olaf Scholz was there. Uh, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau was there. Were you there? No, I wasn't there, unfortunately. I was traveling at the time, but I got to watch it yesterday. I, I did get to tap in on the live feed and, and to watch it and watch everything unfolding. Uh, we had representation out the night before uh, on some meetings uh, earlier to that. Uh, it was, uh, you know, like uh, Mayor Rowe said, it was epic to just watch uh, what was unfolding, the players that were there, 
when we're talking about resources, as we just mentioned, when we're talking about wind, for how long did we talk about wind and a, and a negative, I guess, a, a point that we bring up about wind and, and the things from this area, we'd be talking about wind, but now we're talking about it in such a positive light <laughs> and where we could go. So it has changed up things on where we go. So seeing everything yesterday and how everything was unfolding and this, uh, you know, the the agreements that were being signed and the players that were in, you know, we've been saying for a long time, and it's it's like Mayor Rose just said, when we're talking about these areas on the West Coast, when we're talking about from Stephenville down to Port of Basque and our ports and, and the wind and the wind that is produced in this area and so on and so forth, you know, we're, you know, we're very, uh, we're very fortunate that way to be where we are placed. But now we're looking at it, we're being looked at from a world stage of uh, that part of things. So it's exciting times. It's, it's times when I'll be the first to admit as mayor of this community and when we're talking about a a new resource and uh, and the way that it's and how this all works there's a big learning curve as well for not only for the people out that we're trying to find because we have to do this right has been said many times yesterday and and days before that but it's a it's a learning curve for it's all we're trying to learn as we go and we're trying to do it right and we need to do it right that's that's a big factor of this but we have the facilities we have the 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 places where this can happen and i know that we joke about this all the time we always say the west coast is the best coast but you know it's uh, evident today that you know we're starting to look that way and it's all starting to come to fruition for sure. And my guests today on On Target are Stephenville Mayor Tom Rose and the Mayor of Channel Portabas, Brian Button. We'll be back right after this. Join us for On Target, one hour in which Linda Swain examines topics that mean the most to you. On Target, weekday afternoons at 1 on your VOCM. Our guests today are the Mayor of Stephenville, Tom Rose, and the Mayor of Portabas, Brian Button, poised, I suppose, for some really big things to come. Tom, what is World Energy GH2 proposing in your area? Okay, so uh, World Energy GH2, uh, you know, the investors, um, John Risley, Brendan Paddock, and Gene DeVos. Um, they're planning right now, scheduled in $10, $12 billion, planning three major wind farms uh, in the Stephenville Port of Port Basin George region, three gigawatts. That would be six, five to six times larger than the energy produced by Muskrat Falls. That's the significance of this project. It's large. Plus, the bill, a hydrogen plant right at the port of Stephenville, in the former site where the Abitibi Price paper mill was. So that Abitibi Price paper mill now is what we refer to as a brownfield. The plans for this company and their vision for the new market, the new energy market in green hydrogen, is to turn that brownfield into a greenfield with a green hydrogen plant with zero emissions. So how did this all come together? I'm thinking in terms of chicken and the egg because we had this big announcement yesterday in the Stephenville area, and it's significant. It's 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 international in scale, of course. Uh, but we also have these uh, proponents, and we'll talk to Brian about uh, the proponent in his area as well. But we've had these proponents talking about uh, developing hydro- hydrogen and wind energy in that area for a little while now. So how did this all come together? Well, with multinationals, obviously, uh, they look at pending markets and uh, the demand in the marketplace. And, and there's no secret uh, how we're 
as G7 countries, we're targeting to try to meet uh, targets for 2050 on mitigating, you know, greenhouse gases and, and so forth, and the carbon that we put into the atmosphere. So in 2021, I think the German government in, in Canada started the dialogue, started the MOU and, and so forth. So this company, GH2, is they've been at this for quite some time. They've spent billions. Uh, they're first in. But what they've done is they, they created a catalyst for other multinationals such as Fortescue, uh, Pattern, uh, Source 3, all of these other companies now that are looking in Newfoundland, in particular in Mayor Button and Mayor Tom Rose's locations because number one reason is is the wind. It's the wind corridor that give the best numbers because when you take – into a project from a multinational, a big capital investment, it's about return on investment. So, you know, speed the market, getting there first. That's why it's very, very, very important for Canada from the federal level down to the municipal level and the provincial level that we get moving. This is a world energy crisis, and a G7 nation needs help, Germany, and we as Canadians, we as Newfoundlanders, are stepping up to solve a world energy crisis right here in Newfoundland and Labrador. Brian Button, you and I spoke about uh, Fortescue and what they're planning in your area. And, of course, they signed a big MOU this week with uh, the Miapakek and uh, Halibu um, uh, First Nations. Uh, so what exactly is Fortescue proposing in your area? Uh, they're proposing much of the same. You know, we've been looking at different areas here in the around our port and uh, around that area of uh, them building a plant and looking at uh, the aspects of uh, where they'll be shipping and exporting their product and going and as Mayor Rose said you know it's we're very uniquely placed because we are in that wind corridor and uh, when they're looking for the entire region and, and trying to be I guess out in the who's first and who goes and who gets things done and uh, the market is dictating that there's room uh, for these companies, because this is the wave in which we're going. So these companies are coming in and looking at the proposed areas. And like Stephenville, Port of Basque has room for these type of uh, industries to set up and to go. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're in the early stages. And, like, I don't want to uh, uh, get on here to, to be able to say, you know, we're moving this and we know exactly where they're going. Everything is in a, a very early stage. We just recently had some public meetings uh, that's been here and the company themselves of, of trying to find out from the people and find out from the region on, on what are the major concerns and, and uh, looking at their project and what they're planning to produce and, and how they're planning to move. But everything is in the stage of, of being able to move forward. But as Mayor Rose said, things are moving along rather, rather quickly because we have become uh, looking at Canada and looking at Newfoundland in general, we're looking at, you know, we're looking at all this wind and the wind is the most important part of it. And we have that. We have an abundance of it. and We have it. It's recorded in the proper wind speeds. In certain areas, it probably may be a little too much, but in parts of our corridor, it's, it's what they are looking for. So we've had boots on the ground here now for quite a bit, uh, taking a look and uh, uh, looking at our area and uh, coming in. You know, a lot of this stuff all started up when, you know, you got a call and, 
we were following what was going on and uh, what was going on in the Port of Port Peninsula and what was going on because everything that's happening in this region is good for both of us. Uh, I don't think Stephenville and Port of Basque are competing to see who can, who's going to get the, the biggest chunk of this and who's going to go. I think there's room for all of it, and it's uh, something that we'll be coordinating and working together because I believe what's good in Stephenville and what's in Port of Basque, uh, it's good for the entire region, for all of us, because that's one thing we've always had is a good working relationship amongst our communities. I, I want totally to ask... agree, Mayor Button. I, I just got to say yeah. those were accurate words and uh we're just so tight as two communities and what what happens in port of bass benefits steve mullen and vice versa a regional approach for sure and i want to ask you a little bit about uh infrastructure requirements because obviously these are two major uh, projects and it's going to require i don't know you might even see a, a big influx of uh, of residents to the area yet uh, so i want to talk to you a little bit about infrastructure when we come back right after the break my guests today on on target are the mayor of stephenville tom rose and the mayor of port of bass brian button we'll be back right after this join us for on target one hour in which linda swain examines topics that mean the most to you on target weekday afternoons at one on your vocm and our guests today are the mayors of two significant communities on the southwest coast, Stephenville Mayor Tom Rose and uh, Channel Port of Bass Mayor Brian Button. And uh, uh, Tom, I know it's still early days, but the timeline is set with export of hydrogen to Germany by 2025. That's not a lot of time. Will that require new infrastructure in the town? Uh, absolutely. Uh, and we've been on top of this already. Uh, so a couple of things. Um, we're very fortunate in the town of Stephenville that we're in full compliance federally on our wastewater treatment facility. We have the largest reed bed system in Canada. We treat all of our effluent, and uh, our facility actually can handle if our population doubled. So we can go to 15,000 people. We're roughly 7,000 now. Uh, we anticipate that we're, our population on this project with the direct and the indirects and the tertiaries that uh, – Stephenville is going to have significant growth over the next 10 years. And uh, and then our uh, water, we're very fortunate on the water on two fronts. We have all the industrial water and all the integrity and piping that existed on our industrial water supplies that actually was there for the Abitibi Price paper mill. And uh, this new hydrogen plant will only actually use about one-fifth of what the pulp and paper mill used for water. So we're in good shape there. And then, of course, um, you know, Stephen got, you know, is ranked now as the best wind in, in North America, this area. And uh, but we have one of the best water systems, our drinking water in Canada. We have deep aquifers uh, underneath Stephen, rivers of high alkaline, almost pH neutral water. And that's the number one reason we have the aquaculture industry in Stephenville is because of the water. It's one of the number one ingredients to grow a small. So up to this point, we just approved uh, uh, 200 units uh, um, in uh, outlining planning approval at our a couple of meetings ago. Uh, I've got three other investors that are looking at subdivisions, but we're actually getting some planning done to ensure that we kind of expand in the right areas, the right place, with the right infrastructure, because we see significant residential but also commercial expansion going to happen in Stephenville. 
And I'm going to put the same question to Brian now in a second, but I, I can't uh, resist. It's a Ukrainian Independence Day, and I know Stephenville has made some concerted efforts to build its Ukrainian population, which existed before we saw uh, the Ukrainians come in in the last uh, couple of months. So how have those plans been going? Well, we had a really good effort uh, to bring in Ukrainians. I, I believe we only received one. And it was kind of disappointing because the big emphasis will bring them into St. John's, you know, they all stayed in St. John's, obviously probably more job opportunities. But we had a significant Ukrainian population prior to the war in Ukraine and the aggression of Russia. And uh, we have professional Ukrainian dancers that came to work in Stephenville uh, in uh, Nomad uh, Stages, which is a dance studio in Stephenville. And our uh, own chief administration officer, who worked for the prime minister of the Ukraine on his economic framework and worked in Europe with the EU mostly for about 20 years. He married a Ukrainian girl. His children were born in the Ukraine. They live here now. So we have uh, a significant, but when it came to the immigration part, we, uh, no, we, we really weren't impacted at all, really. We, we received one person. Well, you I'm might. Glad that, you know, but now <laughs> you might see more yet. <laughs> yeah, um, Brian. Um, in terms of infrastructure, is, is Channel Portabasque ready? Uh, is there what do you need to do? Uh, there's no doubt. There's going to be some challenges when it comes to the infrastructure, and uh, you know, there's going to be things that's going to have to go into place. But it's like everything. There's a you know, there's a fair bit of buzz around, and and uh, people you know, talking. And, you know, the big thing what I get all the time when you get investors is, is there's always that shyness on, will you invest if there's, according to what's going on in the area? But since this, uh, you know, we started talking uh, both from the Stephenville region and from our region of, of things happening with hydrogen plants and with the wind power and so on and so forth, you know, I've had a lot of people that have been contacting and people that have been, been looking at doing stuff and uh, now starting to, you know, get geared up and starting to put their plans into motion to be ready and perhaps make an investment in the community because that's a big factor. Unless communities have actively got something that's actually going and something that's moving and right now we're on the thrust like we said of of being ahead in all of Canada and moving to where we're going this is where not only is uh, places like Germany where they're heading the rest of the world is heading in this direction so we're on the thrust of being the starters and the first and people are getting excited about that and becoming willing to want to invest in your community so that's a whole new picture uh, that we're looking at and and looking at that and now having people wondering you know what's going on i've taken more calls over the last little while especially from people that uh, you know that are our builders and so on and so forth are asking you know what's going on do you think it's going to happen do you really think that they're going to make investment in in your area and so on and so forth so you know it's it's there it's it's not all there right now if it were to happen tomorrow i would have to say in all honesty uh i don't know if the capacity is is all there uh but what i am seeing is the i guess the willingness to make the uh, capacity available and to make things available if we are to go all down this road. And if um, Channel Portabas starts producing hydrogen, where will it be transported from? Will it go out through the port there or, or through Stephenville? 
Well, right now it would be we're looking at the port here. We also have a deep water port where you, you come in, and one of the big factors that are on the go right now is that Marine Atlantic, who currently uses the port, they have an application in as well for harbor development and making some changes to the harbor, which is a big thing right now. And I know that's in the portfolio now of our, our MP, and, and uh, which is it's well overdue. I mean, this is the gateway to the province, and the port is used by Marine Atlantic, and there's other uses to be able to, to use this port. And that's been recognized from companies like Fortescue, and they've they've looked at this now of, of the port and the abilities to what they could do in the port, and from the land mass that's on the other side of the port of which Marine Atlantic uses. So those steps are are moving, and they be able to export right out of our. Uh, you know, out of our ports here, and and if it's a it's a case of using the Port of Bass Port, and it could be a case of using Stephen Bell Port, and it's a combination of both. But uh, the exporting is uh, looking at going right out of uh, from this company, particular company, right out of the port here in Port of Bass. And uh, I want to talk to you guys uh, when we come back after the break uh, about uh, some of the concerns that have been raised uh, surrounding some of these projects. Uh, A lot of people raising some legitimate concerns there. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that when we come back after the break. My guests today on On Target are the Mayor of Stephenville, Tom Rose, and the Mayor of Channel Portabasque, Brian Button. We'll be back right after this. You're busy, but you'll never be uninformed. Get up to date on the way home. The Drive on your VOCM. My guests today are the mayors of Stephenville, Tom Rose, and Channel Port of Basque, Brian Button. And um, Tom, what do you say to those who have legitimate concerns about what this will mean, uh, both on the local landscape with these massive turbines and the local ecology? I'm thinking in terms of the limestone barrens with its rare and unique plants uh, and other wildlife in the area, including birds. Yeah, well, with the environmental impact statement, uh, there's a process uh, that we have really good legislation that whenever industry happens, and when you look at it, what happens, we have open pit mines. If you look at the Port of Port Peninsula, Lower Cove has taken off a lot of fauna, trees, and earth uh, for that mine down there in Lower Cove. But this project, And let's just pick one site for, uh, say, 124, 29 wind turbines. They can move them a little bit. So if there's a a site that may have some unique fauna or lichens or close to a a bird uh, fly path or something, there there can be some movement, and that will come with the impact study. But just think about this. When those 124 turbines in one site get put down, the footprint is only about five hectares, about 15 acres. It's not a big area. They need to put some roads in so they can get in there and get things done. But these roads uh, are valuable to our residents also. Uh, if we look at all the logging roads that were done, and right today, Kruger is in, in Glance here on the West Coast, cutting down the forest, putting in roads as part of industry. And But these roads actually play a role for local residents for uh, fishing, hunting, berry collection, wood collection, putting their cabins, snowmobiling, ATV. Uh, there are benefits. Uh, one of the things, too, is all about in the eye of the beholder. I, I drove across a lot of Canada this year, and I've seen wind turbines, and they are not unsightly to me. I like them. It's innovation. They're green. And the new turbines today are whisper quiet. Uh, 
So most of these turbines are going to be uh, approximately a kilometer from the nearest resident. So if you were only 100 meters from these new turbines, and that's one, you know, 100 meters compared to 1,000 meters a kilometer, the same decibel noise level would be what you listen to in your home when your refrigerator's going. And and I did go down and speak to some people and uh, adamant against it and against it. But, you know, this is about keeping families in Newfoundland or bringing back families. And it is a green, clean economy. It's not smoke stacks, you know, that might come from an oil and gas uh, refinery or it's not a nuclear power plant. If you were going to pick an industry, this is the one you'd pick. And, you know, there are so many benefits uh, there are, are some things that people will not like. And and I've often said, if I went down Main Street on a sunny day and said to 10 people, good afternoon, ma'am, good afternoon, sir, it's a great day, somebody's going to disagree with me. What about the impact on the aspiring geopark? Because that's been in the works now for some time, and uh, the Bonavista Peninsula can tell you the, the benefits of that. Um, will that have any impact? Um. I really don't think so. You know, when I look at how uh, these uh, turbines are staged up there and the sight lines on them are magnificent. You're going to see them. They're 600 meters. But the footprint that they actually put down uh, is just part of us playing a role to protect the environment. And this is about green energy. This is about where we're trying to mitigate, you know, carbon footprint. And for those people, like I, I'm a steward of the environment. I'm, I'm one of the greatest stewards. And, and, and I love the mountains and I love our rivers and I love our streams and I love our wildlife and I love our insects. I'm, I'm a big steward. But in order for us to survive as a, as a, a race, you know, we have to have industry. Uh, industry pays for the hospitals and the roads and the schools and it pays for the military, you know, and you got to have industry. So, but we're so fortunate. We're getting an industry that's the most innovative green technology industry that's out there. Brian, are you feeling any questions or concerns from uh, people in your area? Yes, absolutely. You know, I, I, I hearing some concerns and uh, especially from uh, people like myself, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a habit, uh, I'm a habit hunter. I, I spend quite a bit of wood, time in the woods with myself and in the falls and those type things. And people have their concerns about that. And then they have their concerns about all the things that you've just mentioned now and uh, talking to Mayor Rose and those type things, you know, those conversations are being had. And, uh, and I know that when we're looking at the environment impact, uh, and that's one of the things that I'm, I'm liking about this, it's, it's, we're not, you know, we're, we're trying to move things along, but we're taking the time to make sure that it's done right. I said this earlier in the interview today that I want to see things do done right as well. Like, like Mayor Rose just said, and I don't think either one of us, we, you know, we're both big stewards of, of what happens in our environment. We want to see the, the positivity of that, the impacts of what you're going to have on the environment. But, you know, I just use an example of when we, we see in, into our environment, when we bring a wood harvester into the, into the country, when it first starts out, it drives away 
things like moose and things like that. It drives it away. But later, as as the the animals in the area get used to the sounds and get used to what's happening, you can find a, a moose hanging out by a wood harvester. And uh, it, it'll be around in those areas and stuff. So, you know, there there are that first initial impacts that will happen and, and things will undergo. But if we do it right and we take in consideration of all the things, I think we can do both. Uh, you know, we need industry and we're, we're looking at green energy. And as Mayor Rose just said, if there was anything that we want to invest in, this would probably be the best route for us to go. And we have an opportunity to do that. You know, I, I've, I've just recently done interviews here in town for a, a job in, that we were posting. And out of that, these are all tradespeople that were traveling, and they're, they're people that apply for the job. And I think out of every one of them, they all said the common thing. They all said, like we said, like, what interests you in this job? They said, you know, we've been traveling for quite a while now. We've been going from project to project to project and traveling across this country and, and elsewhere. And what we want is we'd love the opportunity to be able to come back home and work at home and be home every night and be able to, you know, our latter years, we've been doing this for 25 plus years or more, and we want to be able to come home. So, you know, we've got enough. I think what we need to find is a combination of being able to do it right, to find the less impacts what we can. As Mayor Rose said, when these wind turbines are going in, there's the ability to be able to move them. It's a small piece when you look at the overall what they're going to do. But we got to make sure that it is done right. And those concerns that are out there, that we listen to these concerns and have the opportunity to address them properly. Because I, I, I just recently, when uh, Fortescue was going around and, and what we're do- we've been doing with them, is that we're having the opportunity to come out in public sessions and, and to talk about this stuff. And they're not shying away from those questions. They're not shying away from the difficult questions. And as the province moves forward now, and we're, we're putting in our the environmental piece that we're looking at right now, I think that's where it all comes down to. You know, we need to do this. We need to move. We need to, this gives us an opportunity to do something in this province that we'll be will be the envy of the rest of the country on what we do and we've got an opportunity to do it and i know uh, we need to do it right and we need to listen to everything that's going on so i'm confident that will happen and i'm confident that we can do it right and that's why i'm uh, so supportive of these projects tom i'll give you um, a minute or so for some final thoughts yeah it's uh you know it's about communicating informing people and, uh, you know, I had a, an encounter a, a few days with a, a lady that she, she she wasn't happy with me because I was supporting it. And, and I tried to explain to her why I supported it. But uh, she uh, come at me pretty hard. And I said, you know, let's just agree to disagree. You know, and I, I respect her. I really respect the protesters uh, and the people that are against it, too, because they they offer a heightened level of due diligence to get we get to step back and what are they saying? And maybe they're just not informed enough, you know, and, and sometimes maybe they're informed with the wrong data. You know, like I, I seen uh, when I was down at the presentation in Chief's Cove, they had wind turbines right next to somebody's house and they were showing the impact of uh, the flicker and stuff like that. Well, they're not next to somebody's house anymore. They may have did that 30 years ago when they didn't realize the impacts. So it's about listening to them. Uh, respecting them. This is Canada. Uh, this is democracy. And uh, you're going to have it in every industry. But at the end of the day, 
we have a resource that's perpetual. It's not like a gold mine that runs out or an oil well that runs out. Wind is continuing. It's in perpetuity. This is a green industry that's going to create phenomenal jobs and impacts, directs and indirects. And it's going to keep families together, like Mayor Button said. People get tired of that rotating and being away from their family. But if they can come back home and every evening uh, be home with their family and friends, that is so, so important. And and I often say to the people that are so uh, against it, you know, you're almost, if you're so entrenched that you're against it, you know, maybe you don't have to go away. But for those that got to go away and want to come home and work, think about your neighbors. Think about the family members that are impacted in a negative way that have to rotate across this country every year. I want to thank you both, uh, uh, Stephenville Mayor Tom Rose and Channel Portabasque Mayor Brian Button for joining us today on On Target. Really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And uh, we're going to take you out now with a bit of Cubasonics. It's uh, the um, Ukrainian Independence Day. They're going to be live on George Street starting around 7 o'clock tonight on the main stage there. Why don't you take it in? Uh, we'll take you out with the Cubasonics. <laughs> 